God's power. I was trying to work on tonight's sermon a little bit this afternoon, and I just kept going back to God's power. I was like, man, this is so good. I wish there was a part two, but I didn't write a part two to it. So tonight I want to go to the book of Psalms and the 75th chapter and the sixth verse. If you would stand with me when we read, read from God's word. Psalm 75 and verse 6 says, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. We talked about it today. God's in control. Everyone that's in office right now in the political room, God put them there. You wonder, well, why would God set someone up? It's in his word. He's got a plan. We don't understand. Our ways are not his ways, but it's in his word. Father, I thank you for your word tonight that it's anointed. I thank you, Lord, that it speaks truth into our lives. Father, tonight I ask you for our our spirits, Lord, to be fertile ground for the word of God to take root and to sprout, Lord, that it will grow inside of us. And I ask you, Lord, to hide me behind the shadow of the cross and anoint your servant that I'll speak the words you'd have me to say in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Tonight's not going to be long. If Brother Webb would, was here, he'd say, everybody say it with me. Tonight's not going to be long. Oh, that was, that was terrible. That was terrible. Amen. I told Sister Vanetta and uh, Sister Margaret before church, I said, I went long today. I just had a lot to say. Tonight's not going to be long. We've been preaching about our 2020 vision. The boys usually have it on the screen there. Every time I turn around, they don't have it for me, whatever I'm looking for. But I, I'm trusting them. It's going to be there. 2020 vision. That's what we've been talking about this year. I don't know. Can everybody read all them letters on there? Yeah, I can read them. Our 2020 vision this year. We are seeing some exciting and important truths in God's Word. We know that we must study God's Word. That's the first sermon we was preaching on. The next one, we, we had to have God's presence in this new year. We've seen that uh, if, if God's presence in it, we don't want to go. I don't want to do anything without God's presence. We know that we have to see God's peace in our lives, in our situations, whatever's going on, we need to see God show himself strong and his peace in our lives. We need God's protection in every aspect of our life. Amen. We have to claim God's promises. God's promises, man. There's, such, there's good, good promises in this word that we need to claim. Simply state claim to it. If you knew you had a gold mine setting somewhere, wouldn't you go state claim to it? Said, That's yours? I would go stake that, man. I would set a flag up there that said Foster, and I'd sit right by it in my lawn chair and Kool-Aid. That's my gold mine. God's word is full of great promises, and we need to claim them. And today we've seen God's power preached about God's power, and we have to have God's power. You know, in the book of Acts 1, and it, it tells us that he's going to give us that power. And I love the translation from the Greek. It's the ability. He gives us the ability through his power. And I just, I love that. I could preach that again tonight and bless myself. But tonight I want to talk about 
God's promotions. If I was in a youth service right now, this is how I'd start this off. You guys paying attention over here? You listening to me? This is how I'd start off. I was the youth pastor tonight. You ready? I'd ask, how did the cat get a promotion? He had to claw his way to the top. No. Did you hear about the lumberjack? He got a promotion. Now he's the branch manager. Yeah, that's a thinker, isn't it? That's all of them, though. That's, that's as far as I'm going to go with it. I do want to ask the question, have you ever been promoted in your life? You ever been promoted to something? I spoke a little bit today about traveling, evangelizing when we was on the road and the bus. The number one job that we hated to do, and if you have an RV, I know Brother Bill does, if you, if you ever RV'd at all, that's, that's what our bus was like, an RV. The, probably the number one things you don't want to be promoted to is emptying the sewer tank. There's a degree of, of um, what you, you have to do it right. Let me say it like this. You have to do it right. If you don't do it right, you can have a mess with your mess. And so we had a couple of my cousins that was traveling with us one year for the summer. They lived up here at Shirley. They were just two hillbilly girls. We barely got shoes on them for church, Brother Scotty. It was terrible. I get in trouble if they watch this. Anyhow, they were with us that summer, two girls. And uh, one night, Dad told them, said, hey, why don't you come out here and help me? And then he told them what they were going to be doing. Boy, they come out with nose pins on their nose. They had bags on their hands. I mean, they were ready to help empty the sewer tank, but they, they wasn't about to get their hands dirty and doing that. I did my best to stay away from that. I let my brother do that. I felt like I was old enough. I promoted myself to where I didn't do that anymore. But we've all probably at one time or another experienced promotion from one grade to the next in school. I used to tell the youth all the time, too. I said third grade was the best four years of my life. I loved it. But we get promoted. We get promoted from grade to grade. And if you're not getting promoted from grade to grade, you need to do something different. So you can be. From level, one level of accomplishment to the next, maybe it's in Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. I don't know, exactly know how that works, but I know they get promoted. From one rank to a higher one in the military or from one position to a different one at your place of employment. Or from owning a business to open, opening another business. There's promotion in that. Most of the time, people like promotions. Especially when it's talking about money, money, money. We want to be promoted because it comes with money. But if we think that promotion was the result of our skills, our hard work, then I would suggest that we need to go back and read Psalm 75 and 6 and 7 again. Make no mistake about it. Promotion comes from the Lord. I know too many people that work hard do a great job, do what they're supposed to do, and they get passed over for promotion. On the surface, it's not fair. I told you this morning, sometimes God does things for us to have a test. Sister Vanetta told me, she said, maybe your sinus infection there, it's a test to God. And I said, I believe it is a test. I'm ready to pass whatever I got to do. 
I don't know, Shelly gave me something the other day, and I said, is this melted Vicks? Because it tasted awful, and it burned every, everything. You know what Vicks smells like? You'll, oh, it was awful. I looked in the mirror, and I don't have any hair on this nostril anymore up in there. I'm clean. <clears throat> of all the things that God has created, the human being is the most favored of all. How many knew that? He favored me over he did them over and higher than what he did a horse. Higher than what he did a dog or a cat. I'm not a pet owner. I'm not a pet lover. When I was a kid, I had a German shepherd that would do everything with me and for me, except let me ride her like Long John Silver or Long John Long uh, Ranger. Folks, I took medicine before church. I'm just gonna warn you right now. Don't tell them what's gonna come out of my mouth. Not long John Silver's. I'm hungry too. I fasted today. I'm eating tonight after church. But uh, anyway, Lord, let Long John Silver be open tonight. No, Long John's not Long John. Where am I getting Long? The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. If I haven't told the story, I'll tell it again. We used to have these big barns we lived at, and I would get up in the top of this barn, and I'd have my, my dog. Her name was Angie. She was a big German shepherd, full-blooded German shepherd, and I was, she was very obedient. She would sit still. I would run in the barn, run upstairs, open up the barn door at the top, and I'd say, all right, Angie, you ready? She'd, like, look up at me, and I would jump, and every time she'd just, like, and I would fall. I was smart enough. I had hay on the ground. But she was smarter than me. I thought I could just jump on her and ride her like a horse. And I mean, she was a big dog. But God, he favors human beings, even, even over a good dog. I don't know anything that has more abilities, talent, or intellect than a man. I'm talk, not talking about a man or a woman. I'm talking about mankind. Someone said, if we can think it, we can do it. There were things that were thought impossible, or maybe even we seen it on science fiction when we was growing up as kids, and now we're experiencing them today. My favorite show growing up watching TV, Star Trek. I wanted my ears stapled so they'd point. I was Spock. They had their little communicators is what they called them, and they flipped them out, and they'd communicate and talk with each other. Dad still has one. It's called a flip phone now. We never thought all these things were possible growing up. Ask him to see it after church. He's got it. I didn't even know they still made them. He, he showed me not long ago. He said, look, I got me a new one. I was like, how did you get that? He's got one. You can see by what God has done from the very beginning how that man is God's favorite creation. Everybody can say amen right there. Let's look at the scripture and what it says in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. Wow. He didn't say, Hey, let's, let's make man and it'll look like a dog. I've seen some. Never mind. Let's make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. He promoted us. He put us in charge of things. He, first of all, he created us in his image, Brother Steve, but then also he, he said, you're the boss of these things. 
You're the shepherd of these things. Take care of these things. Amen. It was not the size of man. A man had not done anything to deserve the promotion to have dominion over all the earth. It was simply God's favor. God's favor. You know what? If you give me a choice of anything, I'll take God's favor. Give me God's favor because if he's, if he's in it, I want to be involved with it. Amen? It was the same favor that Israel was promoted from near extinction to possessing the land of Canaan. Amen? The Bible describes, the Bible describes it as a land that flowed with milk and honey. Strong said that the phrase flowing with milk and honey meant a free-flowing, just like water would, also to overflow, I love the word overflow, or to gush out. Man, when you're talking about gushing out, I mean, I remember a trip we were going on. We were going to Dallas, and, and Cardin wasn't very, very big, and he was sitting in the third row seat, and Peyton and Bo uh, was sitting in the, the, the rear seat. And we were at the bank getting some cash just before we pulled out of town, and Cardin says from the back seat, and I couldn't believe my ears, but he says, I hope my frog spit doesn't melt. And I sat there and thought a minute, what's he Frog spit, and then it dawned on me. Frog spit's a little green push-up ice cream, and he had packed them in his suitcase, and they were in the back of the car. He was going to Dallas with them. I hope my frog spit doesn't melt. It was going to gush out over all the luggage, over all of his stuff. But that's the kind of blessings I want. I want the blessings that just has overflow onto everything I do, everything I touch. What's it say about us walking around? Every, every place where we step our foot. I want that kind of overflow. And that's what it's talking, this milk and honey, the overflow. Exodus 3 and 8 said, And I am come down to deliver them out of the land of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites. I'd change my name if that was it. And the Hivites and the Jebusites. God made him a promise, but I can't get off promises. Promises was two sermons ago. I love God's promise. He's promising Israel something there. Israel was promoted from being slaves to being owners. Amen? Amen. To a great land where the cluster of grapes were carried by two men. Can you imagine? I love grape juice. Not a big fan of grapes, but I love grape juice. Can you imagine the clusters being so big that it took two men to carry them? That's what the word says, Numbers 13, 23. And they came into the brook of Eshcol, Eshcol. Somebody correct me after church. It was at a brook. And they cut down thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff. That's some big old grapes. That's a lot of grapes. That'll make a lot of juice. Deuteronomy 7 and 1 says, When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, and the, I'm going to go slow on this one, Gergeshites, I didn't want to say a bad word, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the uh, Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater, greater and mightier than thou. That's a lot of ites, I'm just going to tell you right there. This shows how far God would do to promote his people. He's going to knock out these seven nations. He's going to kick them out and give this to Israel. Joseph. How about Joseph? He was promoted. He went from the pit to the palace. 
Amen. He went from the prison to the palace. Joseph went from the worst scenario to the best. God knew where he was going. God knew where he was at, and he knew he was going to promote Joseph when he was in the pit with his, when his brothers had put him in there. God already knew the plans for him. God had already given him dreams. Joseph even knew what was going to happen, but yet here he is in the pit. Well, that can't be right. Gail, that can't be right. God promised me this. Why am I going through this right now? I'm going through a pit time. That'd be a good sermon, pit stop. For all, all the racing fans, Indi- Indianapolis 500, we'll have to make a sermon for that. Pit stop. Joseph had a pit stop. Joseph was patient. He was patient while he was in the pit. He was patient when he was in the prison. And God promoted him to be second command of Egypt. That don't even sound, sound right, does it? All the way, how can you go from prison to being second command? It happens all the time in politics now, but that's the hand of God right there. Promotion. Genesis 41 and 39 said, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. He was promoted. Wasn't anything Joseph did. It was because of God. God set him up. God knows what he's doing. He knows the exact timing that we are to be promoted. He even knows how to promote us when we don't think he sees our problems or that he doesn't understand the unfairness we're going through. God can still promote us in them times. Genesis 50 and 20 says, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Hallelujah. To bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. This verse holds one of the greatest promises found in the, in the entirety of the Bible. God can take the evil which is planned against the believer, and he'll turn it to the good if we'll just trust God. Every time we're going through something, we should realize, you know what? I'm going through something right now. I'm going to pass this test. I want to be promoted from this test. I don't want to keep going around this same old wall. She, she sings the song, uh, He'll Do It Again. But it has a line in there that says, walking around these walls. Thought by now they would fall. I don't want to keep walking around the same walls. I want to be promoted to where God wants me to be. I don't want to deal with the same issue over and over and over in my life. I want God to deliver me from that. I want him to promote me from that. Amen. Hallelujah. David was promoted. He was promoted from watching sheep to the throne of Israel. Paul was promoted from being the chiefest of sinners to being the servant of the apostle of Jesus Christ and the apostle of Jesus Christ. When we're in a difficult situation, something isn't going, going on that we don't like. Very often, it's simply a test of our faith. We don't like it, but we need to realize this is a test that I'm going through. Before I can reach that promotion, I've got to walk through a test. How many is such a good Christian that everything that happens to you, that's where you do, oh, this just must be a test. Oh, I had a blowout. This is just a test. Thank you, Jesus, for this test. I, uh, we, I'm speaking to humans tonight. We, we don't do it like that. We're like, why did this happen to me? Why did I get a ticket? That guy was going, he was speeding too. Why did I get a ticket? Oh, I felt that one in here tonight. 
I lost my way. I got these bifocals on, so I'm, I'm learning how to preach with them. We can, find that, we can find some comfort in the fact that God has our best interests at heart. When we're going through the bad things, when things we don't understand, we need to be comforted in the fact that God has our best interests at heart. He knows what's going on. We sung it just a minute ago. Even when it doesn't look like anything's up, he knows what's going on. He's taking care of things behind the scenes. Regardless of our current circumstances, I want to encourage all of us to follow God faithfully. Even in that flat tire, say, God, I don't know why this happened, but you know what? I'm going to be faithful to you because I know you're going to promote me from this thing. As we do that, as we remain faithful to God, God will begin to turn things around for the good, for our good. And his glory. Amen. God will promote you. He'll promote me if we'll stay faithful to him. It is yet to be seen what God will promote us to do in our lives while living for God. I believe God would like to promote every believer to be a leader. By the way, look around you. You're leading someone. Somebody said, well, I'm not a leader. I'm not, you know, I don't want to be up front. I don't want to do this. You're a leader already. Somebody's following you. I don't care if you're at school. You have a student, student in your class. I don't, I don't care any one of these kids we want to pick out over here. Somebody's following you. Somebody thinks your hair's cool. Somebody thinks that your clothes is cool. Somebody thinks that you're doing something. Somebody likes your car. Somebody likes you. You're leading whether you realize it or not. And moms and dads, I'll tell you this. You're leading whether you like it or not. Do as I say, not as I do. That's what a lot of parents do. Do what I'm telling you to do, not, not what I'm doing. I, I, I'm old enough to do this. Oh, that was free. That wasn't in my notes. God wants us, I believe that God wants to promote every believer to be a teacher. Again, you can look around you. You're teaching people by your actions. I believe God would like to promote every believer to be financially secure. Everybody should have said amen right there. Amen. Amen. Financial security. Amen. That's what I want. I do it. Claim it. It's a promise. Deuteronomy 28 and 13. I love this right here. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Sometimes it just feels like you're the tail and then pin the, pin the tail on the donkey. Or you, you feel like you're the backside and everybody's pinning that tail to you. That's the way life gets that sometimes. But this says that the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. He'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, if you obey his commandments. If you follow after God, it's conditional, but it's another promise. It's another promise right there that he will promote us if we'll be faithful to him. He wants to make you the head and not the tail. He wants us to be above and not beneath. Do what God's word says and these promises will be yours. It's simple. Deuteronomy 28, 11 and 12 says, And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. In the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground. In the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give thee, the Lord, shall open a, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, 
to give the rain unto the land in his season. Boy, there's a whole sermon on that. His timing, his season, in the fullness of time, his season. And to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Wow. I want to be the guy that's got the money. I want to be the monopoly man with the top hat. I want to be lending the money. I don't want to be borrowing it. I want to be lending the money. Jameson Fawcett Brown said, that is, thou shalt be in such affluent circumstances as to be capable out of our more than enough wealth to give aid to our poor neighbors. If you don't want it, would you pray for me that that's me right there and then I'll loan you some money? Is that all right? I would think everyone wants that promise right there to be promoted in that way in your finances. If we're going to be ready for our promotion, it's important that we have a teachable spirit. How many is very teachable here today? I could show you something and you could repeat it. You'd have to show me like five or six times and then maybe I could repeat it. But we have to have a teachable spirit. We should always be willing to learn. Stay open to new ideas and new ways of doing things. God is, a, God is a God of change. He wants to do different things. He don't want to do the same old thing over and over and over. His outpouring of the Spirit, yeah, we want that. We want the same old thing. But it has, does not have to come in the same package. If others are critical of you, don't get defensive. Take the opportunity to do a self-evaluation and use it to motivate yourself to grow and improve your relationship with God. That's a soft heart and a teachable spirit. When you say, God, I don't really understand. I don't really understand why this is happening, what's going on. I may not even agree with it, but I'm going to follow you anyway. Let me tell you, you're passing the test. You're putting yourself in position to be promoted when you do that. A big part of being teachable is to be humble, especially with those God's placed in authority over you. Whew, authority. That's a tough one. I didn't like minding when I was a kid. Can I confess that to you? I wanted to do things my own way. And my mom and dad never promoted me for that. Do you understand why? If you don't, my parents are back there. They'll tell you why. We have to be submissive. Another word we don't like. We have to be obedient to those that God's placed over you in your life. We can't get mad at our parents because they tell us something we don't like. And not be humble. We got to continue to stay humble. Like, you know what, God? You may not agree, give me the greatest parents, but you know what? They're over me. I'm going to follow. Is that what? No, we should say, God, thank you. You give me the parents I was supposed to have, and I'm going to follow what they want me to do. We can get mad at our boss and not be humble. Our boss, he's such a jerk. He doesn't know anything about this. If he was just hanging around, he doesn't even know the business. He's out in his office. We're out here on the floor. We know what's going on. 
This is good preaching too. Sometimes you get mad at your pastor. Ouch. And not accept the word of God that was meant for you to grow. It was, it was meant for food for your spirit. Or we can humble ourselves to the authority over us. And in the fullness of time, God will promote us. Amen. You know what? If we're rebellious, you're not going to get promoted that way. You're just not. My sons act rebellious. I'm not doing something for them. I'm not. They're going to do things proper or it's not going to happen. If I was rebellious to my parents, if I wasn't humble before them, well, they'd get me humble real quick. But I was definitely not promoted. They didn't give me what I wanted. They didn't give me that ice cream cone that I wanted or whatever it was. When we're humble before God and the authority in our lives, we are positioning ourselves to be promoted once again. When we're not humble, I got ahead of myself, but when we're not humble, this is in my notes right here, we become rebellious. When we're not humble before the Lord, we become rebellious. Shelly, would you come? I'm about done right here. Here's what 1 Peter 5 and 6 says. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Another promise. Aren't you thankful for his promises? Humble yourself, and he will exalt you. He will promote you. Be humble. Accept the lesson God wants us to learn, and the situation will turn around. God will promote you and me if we'll stay humble before him. One of the easiest things to do when we're facing trials is to turn inward and become self-focused. Why is it happening to me? How come it happened to me? Well, look at me. It's all about me. But instead of that, let's look at every day for opportunities to do good. Let's follow Jesus' example. To use the power that's in us to share the good news of Jesus Christ. A good way to do that is just wake up in the morning and ask, God, show me where there is a need that I can meet today. Keep yourself humble. You know what? You don't want God to humble you. You want God to promote you. God, where's the need that I can meet today? How can I bless somebody today? Let me tell you, it could be right there in your own home. Your kids are screaming, going crazy. You could bless them just by not knocking the knot on their head and send them off to school. Pray for them. Bless them. If we take time for others, God will look out for our needs. Think of Jesus. He came, to the, he came as the Lord of heaven who could have demanded everyone to serve him. But Jesus has been marked. 10 and 45, Jesus said he did not come to be served, but to serve. He was humble. 